The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, July 20, 29th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 15. Welcome to the latest edition of of the break presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to Oxnard, California. You got Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Brian brought us with me. We're talking Cowboys football with you guys for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Uh, got a lot of things we're going to get into today, a lot of topics I want to hit. We got some new players on the team. We got some injury updates. We're going to talk about the quarterback. We haven't had a chance to talk about him yet during this camp, so we've got some co- some uh, questions for the guy- these guys uh, on the quarterback and kind of set that up for you all. I will. I did want to make an announcement really quick for those of you out there who are listening and haven't had a chance to check it out, haven't seen it on my Twitter account, uh, our show is now officially on Spotify. Actually, all of our podca- podcasts are now officially on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify and uh, want to be able to uh, follow us there, it's a good way to be able to follow us there and uh, and have all the episodes downloaded to your phone so you can listen to them on the go anytime. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit of Cowboys football. Let's start first uh, with some updates here. Uh, Cowboys uh, signed a new player yesterday, uh, Cavante Turpin. Uh, Nick, tell me, what are the Cowboys getting with this guy? What, what, are the, what, is, what's the, the, what have you heard as far as the scouting report on what they're getting from him as a player? Well, they're getting a f- super fast guy, speedy quick. He's got to be because he's, he's five. Six, five, seven, one hundred and fifty-five pounds. He's 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 probably the only guy that's wearing like a small over there or medium um, for the for the, in the equipment. Do they staff. even have any of those? I don't know. Maybe, but uh, no. But but obviously, you make up for that with with speed and quickness. And he's got returnability. Um, I, I I was showing you some highlights of. I remember Arkansas and TCU playing, and he he t- he took over the game. Twenty sixteen, yeah. unbelievable. Um, he reminds me. A lot of a Lance Dunbar when he was really kind of going into his thing. I mean, he, he can be a receiver, a slot guy, but also return. Uh, you know, he's had some off the field issues, of course, um, and, and that's been documented. But you know, he's he's a he's a really dynamic player, and we'll see what what he, kind of opportunities he gets. Brian, you uh, I had heard some of uh, I listened to you on the radio as well, one hundred five The Fan. I didn't mention that earlier, but you're yeah. also on one hundred five The Fan. Yep. Back Nation, and uh, something that I that's interesting to me is that on that you've talked about this gang of seven. You ah, it, you do listen uh, to the show. Of, yeah, I do, I do. And, Thank and you. Some of your some of your buddies uh, around the league, different teams. You've kind of pulled together in kind of this little consortium. Yeah. that you consult and uh, and get opinions from them on different things about players right. and stuff like that. But uh, you told me this morning you talked to some of those guys about Turpin. Uh, what was some of the feedback you got on on what they thought? What other scouts around the league thought about this this player? Yeah, no, and and thank you for mentioning that. The gang of seven. Uh, when I go to our general managers, player personnel directors, guys, gals that I've worked with in the league that study these players and kind of help me with some some scouting things that I might not be able to cover all the time. And Gang of Seven was talking about him as what Nick was saying, very talented player, explosive, 
gadget guy. When they talk about gadget players, a name like people were mentioning like a Lucky Whitehead kind of a guy. Lucky's a little bit bigger guy, bigger, thicker guy. But they were saying about him that this is a super talented player that could be a space player, a slot player, a receiver, but mainly a returner. That's the things they were talking about. And to a, to a man, they said that if he hadn't had the domestic violence uh, uh, charges against him, that he would have been a drafted player. The, but they were, they were saying, hey, you know, if you, if you, obviously you have to do your due diligence on the player. And they, the Cowboys did by signing him. But the USFL tape, my guy said, was really fun to watch because ball in hand and then all of a sudden this guy making plays. We've all been at mini camps where they had tight ends back here trying to return punts and stuff like that, OTA. So they're obviously looking for somebody that can have that kind of take the ball, secure it, and then get up the field and make something happen. But it feels like every year, I guess since I've been working here for like maybe the past six years or so, that there is a guy that comes in with those kinds of qualities and we get on the shows and we talk about him that way, describe him that way and think, man, a guy like this would be great to have on the team. You can utilize him different ways and get some benefit out of him. But I haven't seen much success when getting guys like that. Although this is a different coaching staff, but are you guys thinking that maybe with this coaching staff, they can actually take advantage of player like those? I kind of feel like that if he was a defensive player, he could. <laughs> because I, I, you know. You believe you, in this defensive player. Well, I mean, right? if, we, if I was doing shows with you guys last year and, you, and Nick or Ambar, you said, hey, what do you think about Micah Parsons playing defensive end? And I'd have gone, well, I didn't see any Penn State tape that showed me that, but yeah. I like what you're doing here. Yeah. You know, and I think Ambar's onto something, though. That's the whole thing with coaching, it's about taking players and finding a way to make them part of what you're doing on a weekly basis. And I have full confidence in defensive players. If they told me they were going to bring a defensive guy in here and they were going to move him around and stuff, I'm like, bravo. Offensive coaches, I'm still waiting for them to use Pollard the right way. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Ambar's yeah. point is yeah. absolutely but, dead on. But for him to stay here, he could. they could have meetings over there at those trailers, and they said, what do you think about Turpin on offense? And like, he's lost. He has no clue where to line yeah. up. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm, I'm saying hypothetically yeah. that yeah. could happen. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, that's unfortunate. Um, did you see his 37-yard punt return right up the middle? Did yeah. you see his kickoff return where he went 42 yards on the outside? Yeah, he's making the team. Like, like yeah. So he has a chance to kind of control the narrative. The offense to me is just bonus stuff. It would be great, get him on the field. If he can return punts and kickoffs, then I think yeah. that that's going mean, to be his ticket. Frankly, Mike McCarthy said that yesterday in the yeah. press conference. He said, whatever we get from him on offense is gravy, right? Yeah, that's he was basically like, this is a return guy. This is a guy we're looking at to help us with returns. And by the way, it's a position they need. Mm -hmm. They need somebody right now to yeah. return when you, when you When you brought that, I'm glad Nick did that because, to me, when you ask the guys over here in the scouting department, the first word they use is returner. Yeah. They don't say receiver. Yeah. They say returner. So that's what – it brings me back to – we did the same thing in Green Bay with Desmond Howard. You know, Desmond Howard was not even – he couldn't really play wide receiver. But when you brought him on, he returned a punt in a preseason game against Pittsburgh for a touchdown, made the team. At the end of the year, he was Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. So it, sometimes it, you get lucky with guys like ever, this. you ever heard of a guy named Darren Hall? Yeah. yeah. In Kansas, Kansas City. Where did he go to college? I, I, I'm not even sure. I know he was he was in 2000. 
Yeah. He was a little punt return guy. We used to be a truck driver. Wait, no, no, no. He came. He, didn't he go to A and M? Went to Texas A and M. I thought. Yeah, yeah. He went to A and M. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm thinking we might be thinking of a different guy. But either way, Hall. This guy's name was that you're thinking of Dante Hall. Oh, okay. Um, All right. You said he was in Kansas City, right? This guy played for us in 2000, and he was this. He was a spark. He was like, oh, man, this guy's a returner. He's, he's great. Like, this guy might make the team. He's super fast, little guy. Go to Denver. Preseason game. Kickoff. The opening kickoff. Darren Hall fumbles. Mm-mm. They get the ball. They score a touchdown. They kick off. He fumbles. They get the ball, kick a field goal. Darren Hall got cut, like, on that Monday after that. Like, like so Danny Amendola, same thing. <laughs> great, great punt returner. Goes to the San Diego game, fumbles a punt. He ends up getting cut now. That was a bad decision because he played 22 years. But my point Just is retired. is that he has a chance, good or bad. You know, like you know, we'll see. We'll see what what happens though. But it, it's all on him. He can go out there and, and do what he does. It, all those names you just mentioned, and even the names like you know, Lucky Whitehead. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard of a player in the NFL that was 155 pounds where he says he is right now. Does that concern you at all? Oh yeah. I mean that's little. <laughs> yeah. That's really little. But if he's really quick, yeah, <laughs> if, if you can avoid, he better be avoid, 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 get down. You know, that's one of those now, who are you guys well, talking about? Hit, you're out. Y'all are talking about Dante Hall yes. from the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, A and Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's who we're talking about. That's I was thinking about. No, yeah, I was like, this guy's name was Darren Hall. I don't remember him. Right, there's a reason. That's my point. Right, he, but I remember Campo was talking about raving about him. You know, because he was fast in practice and all that, but in the games. It just didn't work out. Here so. I am on. I was on staff, and I can't I remember say, the guy. Yeah, Brian, you probably brought the guy uh, in. I, that's that's part of the, one of those deals <laughs> where all of a sudden it's like you know you have so many of those names. I, I told you Nick was put on this earth to remind me of all the bad players we <laughs> right, brought right, in right. in right. the early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, I I am I I heard him yesterday in the press conference yeah. uh, that in the interview they had with him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm 155 right now," and I was just like, "Man, that's so slight." You've seen guys that are five nine. You've seen guys that look little. 155 pounds, though, that seems extremely small. And I do, Brian, you and I were talking about this before yeah. the show. I do think sometimes guys that are smaller in stature that are really fast, I think that can be a, a help for them sometimes because you got so many big guys on the field. They can kind of use those guys as shields to kind of run around, and it's hard to find them, and they're so quick. By the time you find them, they're gone and by you. So that could be a help, but he is he's light, That's man. That's like but 20 he- pounds heavier than me. That's, that's 15 pounds lighter than me, and I'm pretty light, man. Yeah, but but you know, if he was if he was in the 170 range, you you wouldn't really think about it that much. Right? And, and and he probably that's about the same size as a guy that's five nine, five ten. You know, he's he's shorter, so you know, therefore that that's part of the the height. I mean, we saw you saw that highlight that I was showing you yeah. where that you know they couldn't bring him down. I mean, he he's got some power to him and, and some shiftiness. I mean. He he's figured out a way. I mean, I know that USFL is not like the NFL, yeah. but they got big guys over there. I'm sure, and and he's he was the MVP of that league over there. So of uh, the entire league, yes. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a, he's a dynamic player, and and you know he just we'll see what his opportunity is. But you know, catch the punt. Number one, go catch the punt, yeah. and then get up the field. Don't dance around. You're not Dion and all that. Just get up the field, make plays, and don't feel, forget the last part. Get down. Get down. <laughs> yeah. Get down. <laughs> down Don't take hits. Get down. All right, let's get some injury updates. Let's start first with Matt Willetsko. Brian, you had done some, I guess, some research, talked to a couple people. What are you hearing about Matt Willetsko? Yeah, Matt Willetsko has a subluxation of his shoulder. This is something that he's dealt with in college, and it's uh, – 
they were kind of hopeful that they could get through it. Uh, so with that being said, uh, rehab and then ho- return and then hope for the best. So <laughs> I love that word, subluxation. Did I say it, it right? You said it perfectly, but it's funny because it's so, you know, it's just this just proper term. In, in reality, your shoulder pops in, your shoulder pops out, your shoulder pops in, <laughs> your shoulder painful. pops out. Doctor, right. Dr. Eaton Sounds just painful. explained exactly <laughs> what it's like. We have a subluxation in your shoulder. Like, what does that mean? It's like he just keeps popping out. Like, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, that's uh, it's something that they, that he did have in college, and they're they're hopeful that with some some rest, rehab, they can get it squared up, and then eventually they feel like that it could be okay. But this this offensive line group, didn't need to lose a young tackle. They're, they're relying. They, they've talked to us opening day about this. They're relying on ball. Well, let's go. You know, Collins is a veteran guy, but they were hopeful that they didn't have to spend money on a swing tackle. Yep. That's, been, that's been, we've come here every mm-hmm. year, and it's who's going to be the swing tackle? It seems some veteran guy that's at the very end of his career. They were hopeful that that wasn't going to be the case. And, you know, he's had some good work. You know, it, he's had, you know, there's been some days where it hadn't been great, too, but there have been, most part, some good work. It's a shame now he's going to miss some days because of this. How much do you think that affects their desire to not have to go out or want to go out and get a, a veteran offensive swing tackle? Yeah. Uh, do you think that because he, he may miss some time, again, we don't know how much, but because he may miss some, that that may force them to say, uh, we might need to do that. I think. I think for me, like that's like the fourth domino, and we and we, we still haven't knocked the first one down. That that's why I look at it from from the line. Like who's playing left guard? That's key. Who's playing left guard? And then 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 who? If, then then what, what happens to Tyler Smith? You know, what, what, if he if he's the left guard, then then what? if he's the left guard, that makes more sense there. But if he's not. Then what about Terrence Steele? What if is he does Tyler Smith play right tackle? So then does Terrence Steele? Is he because I think if Terrence Steele was your swing tackle, you'd probably be fine. Oh with yeah, that. you'd love that. So yeah. that's why I'm saying to me it's a domino effect that we haven't really gotten there yet. Okay. I kind of feel like though, real quick to to Nick's point, I, I really do like what you're talking about because you know, by the way, left guard wasn't a good spot yesterday. Both no, both you know. McGovern and then Smith had some issues yesterday in practice. Matter of fact, we'll probably get into the practice. This defense is coming. They're they're bringing they're bringing a lot of pressure on these guys. It seems like you know we're going to get into Dak and I maybe some of the things with Dak throwing the ball has been affected by I, some of the leakage that they've someone had. told me in the off season and it's hard to, to tell about the summer practices. They said watch Tristan Hill. Yeah. Watch him because he he's he's keeping his mouth shut. He's going in there. He's playing. He's a little different guy than the rest. He's not you know he's I don't know if he would be like one of the hot boys if they still do that. You know what I mean? I mean he just kind of I think that's been retired. I hope so. He kind of just <laughs> does his thing, but he does it well. Yeah, and he gets up the field and and I mean disruptive. He, he was a problem yeah. for those guys yesterday. Yeah. All right, we're gonna well, take our go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say since we're talking about the tackle position and the O-line and all that. I don't know if it's just me in my eyes, but when I saw Tyron Smith out there, just physically, he looks like he's lost a lot of muscle weight. Like, He's still big guy, obviously, and we and one of the things that we always talk about him, he's like a big machine that just looks like a robot, basically. But seeing him, he just, he's lost muscle. Like, you can see it just when you look at him and I don't know if like that's concerning or not I don't, I, for the position. And I was talking to some people. It's like, well, you know, you want those guys to be heavy and, and he's still heavy and all that. But as far as like, does 
that mean he's lost some strength or not? Just because are you saying he... muscle tone? Like you don't—he doesn't seem as cut as he normally yes. would. Yes, I got you. You know when you see somebody, they're they're, they're yeah, I strong. Think, yeah, I think he just he, looks like he has his weight. To mm-hmm. me, I've never ever worried about Tyron Smith being in shape or yeah. you know, and his body. It's oh, always yeah. remember he always works on his core because of the back. Yeah, you know, I think that Tyron Smith and I've said this before on one hundred five three, the fan. I just think he needs some good luck. I mean, he doesn't need guys falling around behind him and then falling into his ankles and his knees. And it seems like he gets hurt that way more than the, you know, the back might be back tightness occasionally. But it's some bad luck that he has in games as well. And but uh, he, I, I, I think Ambar's right. He doesn't look as big, but he, he'll tell you, man, he's in the best shape he's been in in a long time. And you know, maybe that's that's part of what they're doing here. Because if you think about the last three or four years. It has been. I mean, we don't even ask if he's going to get hurt. We just kind of think when he yeah. it's going to be a setback. So maybe that is part of it. Maybe that you know that they've they've looked at his body and they said, all right, why don't we try this approach a little bit here? Maybe you're carrying a lot of muscle here, you know, yeah. and on your neck and your, your shoulders and, and elbows and all that. So maybe you worked know. on flexibility. There yeah. are lots of that, things that guys yeah. as you get yeah, older absolutely. they start changing yeah. how they right. train yeah. to give them more longevity. Right? Yeah, I think for me the the first really big hit, that, you know, his next big hit needs to be Sunday night, September 11th against the Bucks. Like, like so you're doing a Dave Hellman like we've seen him. Go sit down for him. Yeah. Because I think he's the he's the type of guy that can plug right in there with mm-hmm. when healthy yeah. and and do that. Not not everyone else. Some guys need it. I'm not saying Zach Martin. You know, no, I am saying that Zach Martin could do that too. <laughs> he definitely could. Yeah. But but it's such a tricky deal, and I know we're getting off topic a little bit. But it's so tricky because you want to say Zach Tyron, you're good, but. They need the left guard needs to work with those guys, and yeah. Tyler Biotish needs both of them, and and Terrence Steele needs Zach Martin there. Tyler so. Smith needs he, he probably needs a little bit of work with with uh, with Tyron. I mean, I think yeah. that that probably would be helpful for him as you're trying to move him along and get him acclimated to that position. I can't wait to see that when when Tyler's really playing well and, yeah. Ty, and Tyron is healthy, um, just a strong left side like that. Because it's usually the right side that's kind of your most right teams hand. are right handed, yeah, running yeah. the football. But yeah. that 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 would you be, might be able to move people. That'll be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about Dak Prescott. I got a lot of questions for these guys. Uh, Mike McCarthy talked about him yesterday. Dak had a press conference yesterday. There were a few things that came out of that. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, 
and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. All right, if you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, you're going to need some Essilor lenses to watch every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. All right, well, you know who we don't see right now is Derek (laughs) Eagleton, but there he is. He's coming in. in, We're going to talk. I know we're going to talk about Dak Prescott. That's what we're going to set up here, so... He had a press conference the other day and yesterday, yesterday and we were talking about Dak Prescott. On the radio, we call that vamping. That's vamping right there. Some good vamping going on. Thank right you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nick was vamping had well. A quick break. I yeah. Take. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk Dak Prescott. You already do the read. I did. All right. Thank you. I'm always doing the read. You didn't see him do good the job. read. It was an Eslor read. You I was not him? paying attention. I was running trying to get to oh. my chair. Um, so let's talk about Dak Prescott yesterday. Mike McCarthy, his quote. The Super Bowl is won by quarterbacks, which I thought was interesting. He did preface it with, obviously, we all have heard the, the saying, defense wins championships. But he says Super Bowl Ray is won Lewis by quarterbacks. Ray Lewis enters the chat. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, <there? right>. yeah. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, I don't, know that, I don't know that I disagree with him. I think that's probably very true. My question for you guys, though, is how would you assess Dak relative to Super Bowl quarterbacks? Like, you look at the quarterbacks that have been in the Super Bowl the last several years – all of you have watched every play that Dak Prescott has had in his career. Does that include Jimmy Garoppolo that was in the Super Bowl <laughs> Yes, you can. You can okay. certainly put him in there. But how do you assess Dak when you start thinking about those quarterbacks and saying, is he that kind of quarterback? Is he ready for that? Can he get this team to a Super Bowl? Well, I think I just have to start by, by not to be difficult, but I don't agree with that statement. I yeah. don't. So, but Why not? Because I don't. Because it's been proven that it's not true. Quarterbacks don't necessarily win the Super Bowl. I think you've got to have a very good quarterback that that knows how to play timely football in the playoffs. Playoffs is a different animal. Um, I don't think it, it. It's. I mean, it's kind of like hockey. The playoff atmosphere completely different. And I think you've got to have a quarterback that's got. <laughs> He's got to. He's got to have the sack for it. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what, any other ways to say it. He's got to be able to do it. I'm sorry. He's got it when the, when the playoffs come down. You know, he's got. He's going to have to be able well to step said, up. Nick. I think you're right. <laughs> and most of them are really good. Most of the teams have really good quarterbacks. But we have seen you've got to do something amazing yeah. on your team. Most of the time, it's your offense and your quarterback. If it's not, 
than is, I'm sure, the defense. I mean, the Jeff Hostetlers of the world have won Super Bowls, and Trent Dilfer, and those Jim McMahon. But Brad guess what? Johnson. But what they had on the other side. You've yeah. got to do something amazing. Those are usually all-time defenses, though. Yeah, and that's where I, I, that's where I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but I think you've got to have one that knows how to win games. And, yeah. and Garoppolo is that guy. He's going to lose a game for you in Week 9 or whatever, but like he, there's something to him. I'm just surprised that the 49ers want to let him go. I'll be honest with you. Really? Yeah. For a guy that went to North Dakota State? I mean, that, that, I mean Carson Wentz did that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Good comparison. You know, I, I think, you know, to me, I do like what you said there. I, I, All I, of it? Every word? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I know I'm – I think, yeah, I think you, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I like what you did. Uh, the thing about these quarterbacks and stuff is that the, the elite ones find ways to elevate games of others. They find a way to, you know, if, if maybe, you know, it's you look at the, the Rodgers and, and the Bradys, the Mahomes, you know, I mean, these guys find ways – the thing with Dak, to me, is I'm waiting for him to elevate games. I'm, even Tony Romo elevated Laurent Robinson's game to where, you know, I mean, you, you, as a quarterback and as an elite quarterback, you have to find a way to do that. And with Dak, the leadership is unquestioned. You know, the physical toughness, unquestioned. The health here recently hasn't been as good. But I think when you start to talk about these guys in Nick – saying about in playoff games you know you when things are not going well and all of a sudden you make a tough throw you make another tough fr- throw you run for a first down and all of a sudden the team feels that and gets and gets going that's i think the thing that really with Dak right now is whose game is he elevating and we're going to see because of these receivers you know we're going to see if he can elevate tolbert's game we're going to see if he can elevate washington's game we're going to see he, he elevated, it looks like to me, Dalton Schultz game a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that but it's, you know, you've got Cedric to find Wilson. Yeah, you've yeah. got to find a way to to just that that team feels it. And that's the reason why. And I mean, the, you know, the, it's, it's funny because you watch him play and I'm like, man, this guy, I just remember Mississippi State. They were a number one team in the country. You know, they were number one team in the country. And as a scout, you go through and watch Mississippi State's talent. And you're like, where are all the first round picks? All because no, no, it's the quarterback. Yeah. See, that's that's what we're that's what I'm kind of waiting for here with Dak. You know, I'm waiting for that. He's going to just take everybody's game and and elevate it to that point. But do you think? Because I, I do believe he was at that point where he was doing a lot of that before the injury. And I'm talking about the injuries the were major the, the, injury. The, that the, major injury happened against the Giants. Yeah, I think before, and I think that's also part of the game that was missing last year. Right, is that dynamic part of his game where he could take off running and he's never going to be your, like he's not that electrifying runner like a Mike Vick was. He's that guy he's that effective. he's an effective runner. See, that's because, exactly right. Because, and I think that's yeah. the part that was missing last yeah. year. But I think if, if that's back in his game, I think he does elevate this offense to a to places that, that, it, that it wouldn't be otherwise. I totally agree with you on that because to me, when I always felt like when Dak Prescott was, when he took that first hit, he got the feel of the game. He's like, okay, now I know what I have to do. I'm going to scramble left. I'm going to run. I'm going to run into somebody. I'm going to get a first down. And now he's into the flow of the game. And, you know, last year it was like you dealt with he comes out here, the third practice, the shoulder. Then all of a sudden you're dealing with the calf. Mm -hmm. Before that was the ankle. 
he needs to have that year where it's – and he looks like he's confident now that if I had to take off running and run over somebody and do all that, that he would be just fine. If he gets that element back in the game, then again we talk about elevating everybody's game as well. All right, See, so I think I think the Cowboys can definitely win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott being their quarterback for sure. Now, going back to your point is, who does he have around him? He's the type of quarterback that we haven't seen him be able to, like you said, elevate other – he needs people. He needs yeah. the help of the O-line. He needs the help of the receivers running back. Kellen Moore, the, the game play caller. Player, there the you go. Play yeah, caller. That's something that we saw even last year. He, they need to figure that out. So it's not like, oh, let's just leave it all up to Dak, let him make the plays. Even if he had that running aspect of his game – I think Kellen Moore needs to step up his game, the play calling, the receivers, and let's say more than the receivers, because obviously they're going to need help this year there because they're trying to figure out right. what that's going to look like. But again, going back to the O-line, is the O-line going to be able to allow the running game to get going, to allow Zeke to become that guy again or let him run through? Tony Pollard, we keep talking about him, and he's telling, oh, let him play more, but how much can he really do with the O-line that we've seen yeah. even last year? So they just they need a lot of pieces to start coming together. But I definitely think Dak can be the guy to lead them to a Super Bowl, but he can't be Aaron Rodgers and carry everything on his back or be that type of player. And we've talked. There's very few quarterbacks that are like that in the league. That's why they're elite. Yeah, the elite ones have that. I think AG, is. she's right about that with that offensive line. I, I think that the, the thing that they lacked is the balance. You know, the ability. I always felt like that Dak's best stat line was 23 for 29 for 261 yards, three touchdowns. When Dak's throwing for three, 400 about, yards. And about it, 30 rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, I'm saying it seems, that's like, yeah. it seems like the team was in a better spot offensively when it had that kind of balance to it. You said um, you, you guys were talking about the, the running game and, and, and making those plays. You go back to that playoff win he had in 2018 against Seattle. Late in the game, you know, they've got the lead. And, and yeah. you know, if they get a field goal, it's going to keep Russell Wilson in play. They need a touchdown. It's like third and 14, and he goes right up the middle, gets the first down, flips over, gets to the one-yard line, basically wins the game. That's the type of guy he has to get back to, and he's got to throw that injury out of his mind. I'm sure it is, yeah. but he's got to play that way. Kellen's got to call it that way. That's the Dak that got him. That's the Dak that led Mississippi State to being number one. That's that's the Dak that helped this team the first few years. Do you he's got to be. He's got to be. I think so, and I do think so, and I think he's he's there men mentally to get physically. Yeah. You know, like mentally, he's got to to get. He's got that mental block. I think that was there last year. Mm -hmm. I think it's gone now. And I th also think the only thing that could hold him back at this point would be coaches. Maybe even front office that's saying, well, that's well hey, guys, yeah. uh, Dak, we don't want you running. I don't think they're going to do that no. anymore. Like no. now, they you, need him. Take, you need to let him because be Dak. He's not, he's not Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Josh Allen, uh, Chargers, uh, Herbert. He's, yeah. he, he doesn't, he's not that guy. They go, that's okay. That's not what he is. Even though he said in the press conference and the tight end was saying it too, all those receivers. Yeah, they're saying they got, he's got, got a little zip on the ball. Got some zip yeah. on the ball a little bit. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's ready to do that, but I think that the Dak that's on the move and being the right. ver versatile guy—that's that's what make him special. Dak. That's what, that's the one yeah. they need. Yeah. That's what make him special. That takes him from being a pretty good quarterback, to my opinion, him being a special quarterback, and that's what they really but, need on this. But team. They need she a special said, quarterback, he's he's good enough. Just look at the last five yeah. years of quarterbacks that are even in the Super Bowl. Like those guys, you know, so a lot of those guys aren't even on with their team anymore. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's why I don't know if I buy in that quarterback wins the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I, I think that you can you can do it different ways. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we got more talk on Dak Prescott. I'm going to ask these guys where Dak needs to be better in 2022 than he was in 2021. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. All right, head out to the Star in Frisco for the Miller Lite Fantasy Football Fest. Presented by DraftKings on Saturday, August the 20th at 5 p.m. Here from Fantasy Experts. Like Brian brought us. Yeah. And former players, draft your team, enjoy food and drink and more. Visit the star and Frisco.com slash fantasy fest. Welcome back to the break presented by Miller love Lite. Football, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so happy when we play. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. We're talking sidelines. about. Come on. What are we doing here? Nothing. Nothing pisses off Brian more than just like, hey, Brian, I got a question on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, we were all – one of the best pictures I think we ever took was uh, we were all around the red kettle, and everybody was looking down at their phone. Like, we were all – everybody was looking at their phone, 
and I'm sitting and I'm thinking, okay, Derek is doing fantasy football right now, <laughs> which is like everybody had something going on in that. There's a lot. There's there a, lot a lot to think about. On not me. I was, not I was cheesing at the camera. I saw, I saw James, and I saw y'all were looking down. And I was just like, yeah. glamour shot. There's a lot to think about. You on put game. that on my badge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're talking Dak Prescott. Uh, question I have for you guys. Where does Dak need to be better in 2022 hmm. than he was in 2021? And I'm talking about specifically the second half of 2021 because that's the time that it seemed like this offense just hit a brick wall. Where does he need to be better? Get it, A.G. Well, I mean, the big thing is the mental side, and we've talked about that before, but I'm thinking it's, it's just, and this goes along with the mental side of things, it's just letting it flow, let it become second nature again. You know, he had that before. We've seen that where he can, like, quickly do things. Last year, I think that you could see a lot of the times where he's just hanging around in the pocket waiting to see, okay, who do I throw it to? But then someone gets in, a defender gets pressure and all that, and then it just ruins the whole play. And I think it's just allowing that to become, again, second nature to him. But it's easy to say that, but you the receivers got to be there. Mm-hmm. You got to get the help of the game plan of what's going on. If the receiver, we're still with a bunch of question marks right now. That If that's not fixed, how's that going to be able to, okay, boom, I got you. Oh, boom, I got Dalton. Boom, CD. So that's the, that's the part that's not just, he's going to, again, need help of everybody else for him to be able to get back to just playing football without having to think so much and we saw it a lot even just watching him play you can see it on the camera when they look at a close-up he's like <laughs> he's he's not boom it's just a lot of that you can see a lot of things are going through his a mind a lot of clutter lot yeah of clutter. that's a good word for it. yeah i think to me you know when i'm never worried about dak prescott the physical side because he's always going to work hard he's going to go to the dak yard and work with all hmm. the receivers there at frisco and and figure all that out it's the mental thing. How did how did Vic Fangio come up with a game plan that paralyzed you and Kellen Moore? Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden we started to see teams just play a shell coverage, a cover two look, you know, funnel receivers and all that. Ampar's right though. How many sacks did we see Dak near the line of scrimmage, yard behind the line of scrimmage? It was hold, 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 oh sack. You know, and whether you're waiting for receivers or whether you're trusting what you're seeing. I, you know, if I had the chance to talk to Dak and, you know, he was up on the podium and I know we're going to get a chance to interview him next week. I want to know what the mental side, what what did you and Kellen do this summer and sit down and, and did, was there something you went through on your cut-ups that went from the Denver game on back that people were doing to you? Now, he's probably not going to tell me what they were playing against him, but I think the mental side of the game, what he's seeing, I, I just have visions of that Washington game where you know, Holcomb, the linebacker, goes right and he throws the ball right to him, and it, you know, the, and then the game became, yeah. it, it was in the balance, and I'm like, well, he didn't see him, yeah. you know, and so I, I, I just wonder. I hope the mental, the mental side of the game for Dak. I'm not talking about being dumb or smart. I'm just talking about what he's seeing, and then how he's be able to uh, function with it, with what he sees. You know, I, I think, I think at the end of the season. It's just a lot of snowball effects there. I mean, after that Denver loss, but I mean, they only, they lost three games. You know, three games in the second half of the season. After that, um, two of them, like we we talked about, Kansas City and, and the Raiders there on, on the tough stretch. Warm, yeah, it was. You know, and then they lost again to the Cardinals. But 
And let's not forget the playoff game because I think that lingers in a lot of people's minds as well. Yeah. That game against San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, the, I, I just I feel like like what you guys said is right. I mean, he's got to get back to being him, and, and I like that about, about flow, you know, just letting it flow where you're not thinking as much. Um, but they need, they need that offensive line to be – I mean, they've got to lean on the running game. They've got to do that. They've got to have where, where they could run in the red zone. They get down at the 15-yard line. They've got to be able to run the ball uh, when it gets tight in there. And, and you know, Zeke's got to be – Zeke Pollard, those guys have got to – because when, when they can be two-dimensional offense, then I think that certainly helps their quarterback. So essentially what you're saying is that it's not even about Dak for you. You think Dak plays well enough, has yeah. played well enough – for them to be successful, it's about all the other pieces: the offensive line, the running we game, saw Ricky the offensive coordinator, this. all those things. Yeah. You know, Dak is a much better player physically, mentally. Um, he understands the game way more than he did as a rookie. With that year, though, they 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 caught lightning in a bottle, whatever it was. But it was they were they were moving the ball, and it was running. You know, behind Zeke, running behind that offensive line. Um, it's it's not a it's not a bad thing to say that, that he he needs help. He needs yeah, help because no, there's right. one guy in Green Bay that doesn't necessarily. We're gonna about to find out if Mahomes well, how much he how much help he needs. Well, we're gonna see. I mean, I think you for Aaron, he's not gonna have the guy that's been his his go to for the last few years. They're about to change that up. So we're gonna see. Does he still have that? Like we've seen him do it before. Does he still have that? It's yeah. it's hard to, well, to be in the NFL and not have like even Tom Brady, the greatest. He's got players. Yeah. He's got a lot of players yeah. right now. Especially. He's got better players He's in got Tampa a new than they did in, ta- in, in Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, but, absolutely. but I want also, let, let's throw this out there, too. Are we 100% sure that Devontae Adams is, is a superstar? We're about to find out. Yeah. yeah. Because, it goes both ways. Because I've well, seen it, I've seen it, it happen with Aaron Rodgers guys yeah. and even Brady's guys. Yeah. They get to other places, yeah. and they end up coming back ways. a lot of the times, yeah. Dion <laughs> branches of the world. You know, it's yeah. funny you say that because we were interviewing Anthony uh, Brown on our show and asked the best – combination he's played against and he was talking about Adams and Rogers yep. I mean he just flat just said no we've those are the those are the, he goes that's the best combination I've ever found. let me ask about Anthony about with Anthony Brown number three is he the best number three on the field right now because the other guy well, Houston right I mean this Houston does look Dennis good. Houston he gets a lot of snaps too he gets a lot of snaps he's been working with the ones at, yeah. at sometimes during during camp so far wide receiver yep yeah. yeah, I think that to me he got a lot of snaps in the OTAs and mini camps because you know yeah. you, you were down, you were down, and so all of a sudden yeah, Derek running routes. He up showed, there. yeah, he showed he was not gonna, he's not gonna bust, and they're gonna play you. They'll play you as long as you're not out there busting routes. Yeah, um, which by the way, I don't. Th- sorry, too, no, but, uh, but I don't think we've did, did we even talk about James Washington last. Yeah, he had a he had a shoulder bruise and but, played through it. Yeah, yeah, no, he's been practicing right. and all that, and it's fine. But like, again, I remember back at what was it? Was it OTAs yeah. or minicamp? He didn't he, practice at all. He had something else going on and stuff. But again, this is at a re- <laughs> at a position of need. Are you guys concerned at all? Even though he was out there and he seems to be okay, but the fact that there was another thing that kind of pops up again—is this something that's kind of? concerning to the point I, where I've been concerned honestly I think if they're going to make a big move in training camp or going into the season two positions I'm looking at linebacker and I'm looking at wide receiver I, I, I'm interested to see how things flow through the three preseason games and if the offense I'll tell you the defense is taking it to the offense pretty good in these two minute drills which is not uncommon for which is not uncommon yeah. which is not uncommon but, I mean, there's a lot of times where these quarterbacks are having to move or, like, guy tags off as they're trying to get rid of the ball. 
So, yeah, I, I, I still have my concerns. I think if they make a big move, they've got cap space. You know, I think if they make a big move, it'll be for a wide receiver. They got a new receivers coach here too, and you know, we'll see what what happens. Maybe there's some guys out there that he's coached before that might come in yeah, here and play. And James Washington, right now, I, I don't know if it's rust, but it he it doesn't look right. For he doesn't him. look quick. There's yeah. something. Yeah. The way he kind of bounces around and his it, it it's not smooth yet. No. And, and you know, I know he's coming off a, a you know he had a foot injury now. A little bit of a shoulder, but but the fact that he played through it, he played through it, yeah. Th- and I don't know if that's necessarily him or if that's also like um, you can't afford to take a day. Like off, let's so go now, yeah. like come on, mm. you know. You want to make it right? Yeah, because in the summer <laughs> it's it, you know nosebleeds will keep you out for a week here, yeah. you know, because that's what they're trying to do. But out here, when you have limited practices, yeah, now, yeah, it's got to go. And I thought he played okay yesterday, but he still kind of seems. Off. He's not as fluid, and here's a guy that I've followed since I guess since he was in high school. I've yeah. seen him, and, and I, I really love his game, but I, it hasn't translated so far out here just yet. All right, so quick, real quick before we end the show, I got two questions for you guys. I'll start first. We're talking about Dak Prescott. We've had two practices out here. What have you seen from him? Give me a quick assessment on what you've seen from him uh, during these two practices. Uh, well, I, I mean, the the defense has been better than the offense, yeah. and so the and, and to me, it comes down to the offensive line. He, it's it, there's two or three decent linemen right now, good to decent linemen. I think there's like eleven defensive ends. So when they get into the <laughs> yeah. when, 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 they, when they start rotating all that stuff, and, and that's also the nature of what they're doing too, because it's a lot easier for Dorrance Armstrong to rip around the edge and be and get close to the red jersey and be like sack, and then everyone stop in the ball, ball. And it's like, damn, the defense is kicking offensive ass. When in reality, if Tyler Smith or Tyron Smith or whoever can really get their hands on a guy. And put him down. It's like by the way, they're not in pads. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you really didn't get by me. You know, Terrence Steele's like he could say, "Okay, yeah, you think you got by me, but if I was able to put my hand in your throat and put you down, like you're not touching anybody." Yeah. So it's easy to say the defense. But to answer your question about that, about Dak, I think that they they've struggled somewhat, and it stems from that offensive line like that. It'll it'll be fine. I, I too early to worry about it. Amber, it is pretty early. But from what I have watched so far, and there there have been good plays here and there, but just overall, the things that I have watched hasn't been very impressive. There's been a lot of misses, especially getting like those long field passes. The short ones, they're okay. Get it or whatever, like a short pass to Tony, a short pass to CD or whatever, hand it off to, those have been working. But when you try to make those long passes down deep throws, it hasn't it hasn't been working out, and again, still early and all that. But just overall, my overall assessment so far is it hasn't been impressive. Hasn't looked smooth. It hasn't really looked smooth. I think uh, Ambar and Nick are absolutely right about that. I think there's been some throws. We haven't seen those wow plays. We haven't seen now. They had one where he took advantage of an offsides in a two minute drill, and then you know fired the ball in the middle and made a nice play there. But he hasn't like Ag's talking about connected on those plays where the crowd goes nuts. Mm-hmm. So. I think that I think some of the pressure has been a problem. I think the defense has played pretty well against him and has made it difficult for him to have to make some of those wild plays. All right, so we're going to end the show with you guys giving me just one observation that you've had from training camp over the first two practices. It can be any position, any player, just someone that stood out to you. It could be good, it could be bad, uh, but give me one thing that stood out to you uh, during training camp so far. I thought, like, I, coming into this, I was not very confident at all at Josh Ball as a 
capable backup tackle. Two practices, though, he's proved me wrong. He's a much better player. I don't know if he's completely strong as he needs to be right now, but he is a good athlete, and you could see him with the athletic ability kind of wall guys off. We haven't seen him. We'll see with the pads on, but he's a much better option than I gave him credit for coming into this camp. I like um... – and I'm a firm believer that your jersey number can ch- can change the way I, I view you. Um, <laughs> Rico Dowdle, to me, at number 23, uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. He's seen, I know he, he had the ACL injury uh, last year, um, but he, is a, he looks shifty and, and qu- really quick, and I don't know where he can fit in on this team. I don't know how necessarily he makes the team. Um, but I, I, I like what I see, and I, I mean, he's going to have 300 rushing yards in the preseason, so everyone's going to love that because Zeke's going to get a, a carry, and Tony's going to get three, and then you know it, it's a it's a good situation for backup running backs, and I think he looks good so far. Yep. To me, one thing that stood out is uh, two defensive backs, uh, Mukwamo and Sean Wright. Mm. I have ne- I guess I haven't had the chance to see them up close <laughs> until now. And these guys are freaking tall, and there is some length. Oh, and yeah. you see them on the field, they just extend. One tentacle goes out, boom. <laughs> so it, it's like that. that's really good to see the length that these two guys have. And then I guess combining them, that's something that I think that the, the defense definitely needs, especially on the backfield. So that's something that definitely caught my eyes, those, those two guys. Those two guys were walking uh, to the lunch area the other day, just next to each other, and, I'm, and it's like, wow, it's like where's Lakers practice start, yeah. you know? <laughs> and me and Shannon were walking this way, and I said, all right, two on two, you you guys against us, who wins? And McQuamah was like, is that really a question? And Shannon <laughs> was like, I didn't ask it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they they, um, but you're right though, they got a lot of link to them. And yeah, and McQuamah, he's got a lot of attitude to him. I, oh, he, yeah. He's been barking mm-hmm. out there a little bit, which I like. I like well, that. Well, he, he he called Dan, Dan Quinn called him on draft day, you know, as a corner. He yeah. was drafted as a corner. He was like, you got the best corner in the draft. He was like, well, that's cool. We're moving you to safety. safety right? But anyways, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, well, you're gonna have the best safety, and you know. Nashawn Wright, you know, he's yeah. the third-round pick that gets lost in the in the yeah. shuffle. Nobody there. talks about him. Yeah, nope. nobody talks about him. Because there's a second-round pick in the same draft that's trying to get, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, yeah. you know, Kelvin Joseph is trying to get on the yeah. field. I mean, yeah. it's a deep cornerback position. And Brown ain't giving it up. He's no, playing Brown's some not. good football right now. <laughs> if like, anything, Brown will he, he's kick He's been one of the guys that's yeah. probably popped out here more yeah. than anybody else, I think, yeah. in these first yeah. two practices. He has, Absolutely. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We are back on next Tuesday. Remember, we got Talking Cowboys coming up on Monday. We'll be on Tuesday and Thursday next week. To in for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Brian Broaddus. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?